0: Hey everyone, it's James here. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to mention JewelryBrands.shop. They have quite an amazing collection of Star Wars pins, money clips, earrings, necklaces, keychains, and more. It's a great place to pick up a gift for somebody, even if they aren't into Star Wars, because there's jewelry from Marvel, DC, Hasbro, Nickelodeon, and hey, look at that, even Dragon Ball Z. Get over there and check out with promo code TRB to get 10% off your purchase. That's JewelryBrands.shop, and promo code TRB at checkout.
1: Welcome back to the Resistance broadcast. My name is John. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: I really hate this voice that like... you're doing. I really hate it. Going on.
1: It's like an air, airline pilot. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, I'm I'm flying people through uh, hyperspace. No, all right.
2: Airline pilots well, are usually like a little more like hey, there, folks. Blah blah blah. Like it's like more of like a.
1: But they're all South Park characters. In your, <laughs> That's in your what your they world? sound like hey everybody
2: blah, 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 blah.
1: <laughs> well anyway 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 everybody um i'm gonna i'm gonna for the people watching i'm purposely dragging this out <laughs> as long as possible to keep his stupid face behind those cards uh james baney is back from batu and look at him playing cards he's got straight staves i can tell by the look on his face
0: welcome back james <laughs> how you doing buddy negative two beginner's luck. I'm back. back. Uh,
2: a little behind yeah, the scenes back. fun right before this. Bad I was like, baby! James goes away and he plans bits. <laughs> <I'm> like, <he's...
0: laughs> yeah. God. yeah.
1: No. And the, well, the funniest part is James has to do our uh, sync up countdowns. And yeah. he was like, already with his props and stuff. I'm like, I'm James, just count us down. Please. No, please.
0: I uh, also wanted to show off. I hardly buy things. Everybody knows I'm not really that big of a collector. But one of the things that I picked up was a Sabacc game from Galaxy's Smart. Edge. Um, because uh, we play a lot of board games and stuff when we have, like, family get-togethers and things, and I thought that Sabak might be a good one that seems like an easy, uh, just bust it out, do a couple rounds, you know, and everybody can kind of, once they know the rules, like, it kind of becomes a fun and easy game to, to put together, um, like a card game, but more fun, because it's, like, an official thing or something. So I thought mm-hmm. Sabak would be good, and that was one of the things that I picked up at Galaxy's Edge. <sighs>
1: well welcome back um you'll be happy to know as you probably already saw our patrons agreed with you that rancors are not cute i'm sorry Unreal. did you say
0: just our patrons
1: oh i'm <laughs> getting there but overwhelmingly our patrons were like 80, 80 to t- 80 20 they like to hurt they were me so much cute. you know they I... um So I was glad you weren't on that video. I saw
0: I watched the poll chat uh, and then I saw the 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 bigger one went up later. I I I'm I just am baffled that you guys think that they're cute. And I felt very good to be justified by everybody (laughs) being like, John, Lacey, I got to sit you down for a second. No, no, it's funny you say that (laughs) Well,
2: someone just tagged me in a tweet about Rancors, actually, Matt O'Donnell, thank you so much for tagging me, said, Lacey, are you seeing this? And it was from a Star Wars fact, you know, Twitter account that they put out. And they Mm -hmm. said, although rancors may be seen as violent and fearsome predators, they're naturally benign and cause very little trouble in their native habitat. It is only when provoked and underfed over a long period of time that rancors become what we see them to be.
0: Okay. Everything you just said has nothing to do with their looks.
2: But benign usually makes them cuter because their temperament.
1: Yeah, cute can be can be Cute can be temperament and like yeah, how you behave.
0: So so I noticed that in the poll chat as you guys went through a lot of the reasons, and you're gonna argue them, but like the, a lot of the reasons that I thought you guys were giving were reasons why they're sweethearts or something like that, or um, I like
2: the undercut. don't you feel
0: sorry for or, him or something along those lines, and I was like. But none of that has anything to do with, like, a, a a person who's, who's I don't know, like, been in an accident or they're very clearly not beautiful or whatever, you know. But they're still nice people. They still are good people. You know what I mean? It was kind of one of those things where it's, like, it doesn't have anything to do with the look. So I'm just basing it on this creature who is literally meant to be scary. It's, like, how awful but I don't of a creature think it can is, we make. Though,
2: because it's got that under like undercut by it's it's
0: like it's like a it's like an English
1: bulldog. It literally
2: looks like a bulldog, yeah. A brown yeah. bulldog yeah. with no ears.
1: Yeah. And and bulldogs are traditionally not cute, but because of their breathing and their little underbites and their teeth come up and their eyes are a little googly and they're chubby, like it's like I mean you guys the, can keep saying cute, this but because the Bulls have
0: spoken <laughs> All right, well,
1: listen, I, I, I'm gonna, I, I'll i get to it now. We did. We don't often take our polls that we post on Patreon and go public with them. But this one, we're like, let's it's see topic. if our patrons are more harsh towards Rancors than the public. And we did post it to our Twitter account at RBATSWNN. By the way, 600 followers away from 10K for TRB. Pretty cool. Unreal. If we get there... If we get there before the end of the year, I will do something. I don't know what.
2: We'll also do a giveaway. That's, mm-hmm. that's the basic underline of that. Plus, John will do something. John's still supposed to dance and tap dance and heels at some point. That never happened. <laughs> yes, that's true. The yub nub. That's years I I
1: I needed a poured costume for that one, but I will do something. <laughs> but anyway, the, they said, so the public said 55% no, 45% yes. So that was closer um but anyway that was a that was a fun one it actually it's weird it's like one of those things that um just took on more interest than we ever had expected so a lot of that's because of our our patrons just they just have a good time with that stuff so and it carried over just like the taco bell eating still offended
2: uh i forgive you all for being wrong but uh i hope you have a good day
1: Still offended. I mean, I would be offended. Meanwhile, <laughs> right. John's on the about. poll
2: chat being like, "I hope you all get eaten." Mine's yeah. just, "Hey, you've bothered me <laughs> by your answers." Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes you gotta over dramatize for the sake of theater. theater. Um, all right. So, uh, Lacy, by the way, how how are you doing? I went right to James because it's his big return, you know. He was away for a week
0: uh, on vacation.
1: I
2: know, but he had such a good time. It's so wholesome and wonderful. And like I, when you asked him how it went, he said magical, and you just kind of go, oh, uh, that's cute." I, Disney. I,
0: yeah, and I have a I have a uh, Star Wars experience that I'd like to share. Oh yeah, you too said you had a happened. story.
2: So anyway, long story short, I'm great. Uh, we're in the End Game now, everybody. So uh, we'll see how this goes.
0: Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh anyway go little, james tell, tell your story
0: little boba
1: Shea will be here soon yeah
2: <laughs> can we end this bit of just saying random names for my first <laughs> child <laughs> let's let's end it with that go ahead james
0: um so at that chase i'm looking at things behind her just like <laughs> um so no, we, we, went and, uh, this, this time in particular was our second time going. So the first time we went, we did like everything right. And, the, and this time going, we had a lot to el- do elsewise with uh, other parks and things. So we kind of were a little bit more relaxed on galaxy's edge this time, especially since I know I was going to be going back soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't do everything, but what I did get to do, I get to ride smugglers run, um, got to do the, the cockpit, the, the pilot, I mean, um, which I just kind of happened into, which was really cool. And I got to do the light speed thing. So last time I was single rider, I did like an engineer or something. It was, it was an experience. Oh, you got but, to punch it. Yeah. This time I got to punch oh, it. So it was pretty cool. cool. Nice. Um, and, uh, and then we got to ride rise of the resistance and we were able to do it twice. actually. No spoilers. No, so, I'm no, no spoilers on this. Um, but I do. Oh and, and that's the thing is like, so this story it involves something with rise of resistance, but I'm going to avoid Like anybody who's ridden the ride will know what I'm talking about, but I'm gonna make it so bland you have no idea. So there's a point in the ride where you go into a room, right? And you're just kind of in the room and you're waiting for the next event to happen. And we waited there in the room for, I don't know, maybe like 30 seconds. Like, I'm trying to be realistic. Like, it was, it felt like forever, but realistically, probably like 30 seconds.
2: I heard it keeps breaking down, actually.
0: I, like, in context now, maybe there was a reason, but we're mm-hmm. sitting there, and my thought is, I, I know nothing about this ride. I've stayed away from all the spoilers, everything. I right, know, I know right. nothing about it. This whole thing right. is an experience. So I'm yeah. thinking this room is a little bit maybe like an escape room. Like maybe that's to get what's out. supposed to happen. <laughs> and uh, and in retrospect, I do remember somebody on the outside saying something like, "Don't lean on my walls." But I thought he was just playing character, like, "Don't get my walls dirty, or you'll be cleaning them, or something."
3: Mm-hmm. But what
0: I what what we started looking around the room, and I saw a button, and I walked up to the button, and there's a little case on it. And it looked very Star Wars. It didn't look like real, you oh, know, no. whatever.
2: Is that the fire alarm?
0: It wasn't the fire alarm. It said, um, push to open. And I thought, we're, uh, we're part of the resistance, trying to get out of here, that we're locked in this room, nothing's going on, <laughs> flip the thing open. And I, I said, I had Bennett, push the button. And we were up there for a little bit, so if anybody was like, don't push that, but nobody said anything, they pushed the button. The doors open up, and then they come in, and they, they're they still in character, and they're like, is, you know, does anybody, is are you trying to get out, you know, or something like that? And it was this whole thing. It actually, <laughs> it messed up the whole ride. <laughs> so,
2: James!
0: they, they had, to, they pulled us out of the room, they got us back in line, they tried to call somebody, you? no, 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 I think everybody uh, there was, like, cool with it, because I was like probably their first time writing it too. You were wearing one of our shirts, were no, you? No, no.
2: <laughs>
3: so
0: then, so then they uh, they call a technician. I love that
2: James is this person though. <laughs> yeah, by the no. way, James is the guy that. Of course, and he is they're, and they're they're you know they're getting, getting in Mr. our Mr. face like
0: who pushed the button blah 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 and like nobody's wanting to like answer it. Poor because,
2: Bennett, you made yeah. Bennett do it too. Oh, no, they God. straight up they,
0: they got in Bennett's face too, and uh, and they were like quizzing him, and he just like got terrified and like. Cuddled into my legs and stuff. Um, But they they called over a technician. They couldn't get the person. They couldn't get it working. And they were going to put us back in the same room, but they had to move us to a different room. We go back in the room. The same thing happens, right, in the room. But then immediately, like, we were moved. We Like, the story continued. So everybody in the room was like, why were we in the other one for like 30 for, like nothing was right. going on so it all I, I almost felt justified everybody in the room was like oh exactly like what we didn't know what was going on before so i th- they were with me they were cool everybody was cool and the set and again the second time we wrote it everything happened fluently so it must have been like a bug and we were just literally sitting waiting in the room and my mind just started being like, Well, what's what's the point of this? Why are we here? Let's get out. Push to open, not emergency exit, you know? Push to open.
3: Cheers. I'm like, They're trying, they well, want to make know. it very
0: clear. This is how you escape.
2: The funniest thing, though, <laughs> is that come May, when we all go together, you know, we're going to walk into that room. And James is going to be like, This is the button. Don't press it.
1: Yeah, d- don't, don't, don't press <laughs> the <that> button.
0: <laughs> I've pressed that button. Don't press that button.
1: It helps well, nobody. I want to know if. It- I want to know if any of our listeners have seen this button, have thought about hitting this button, uh, or if James is the first to ever push the button.
0: Um, what? I'm I'm going to go out banana. on a limb. and I'm going to say I'm the only person who, not not in life, but for Resistance Broadcast listeners and everything, I I can't imagine somebody else has also pushed that. I button.
2: I can't wait for someone to be like, you actually pressed mm. it. Yeah. Oh my. God. Oh my gosh.
0: No, it or didn't it seem, it, oh it seemed God. very Star Wars-y. It seemed very experienced. Push to open. All right. Push to open.
1: Well, James, you're always pushing our buttons, so why not one more?
0: <laughs> all right.
1: Um, <laughs> all right. So we have a, uh, James, I don't know if you know this, we have a segment on the show called Resistance That's Report. right. I forgot. Um, do you remember... Did you remember the the uh, the key to get into the the file cabinet to get the notes and all that? Uh, to talk
0: um, about the it's actually I a think,
3: button.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I th- it's a button. <laughs> I think I have the notes pulled up here, uh, and I haven't talked about any of these stories. Obi Wan Kenobi, Kamal Nanjiati talks about. Is that oh, that's the news this yeah. week, right? Star Wars Vision yeah. Director oh, uh, confirms Night is Jedi as a week? pilot. Is that yeah. right?
2: I'd like to press a button to get out of this right now. <laughs>
0: All right. We doing resistance report? Here we Let's go. Let's go. It's the resistance. All right, guys. As we were just discussing, we got a couple of stories that are actually happening this week, not last week's news. Um, and the first one is that... Hey, everybody, little,
1: sorry to interrupt, TRB, TRB here. Um, (laughs) News sometimes comes out after we record the podcast, and we would be so embarrassed had we put out this episode with our main story being that Sasha Banks said she's not in Mandalorian (laughs) Season 3 when (laughs) this news came out. So here we are back in the base to record this segment within a segment. This is like Inception. Uh, but anyway, right
2: and early. <laughs> yeah, you get the idea.
1: Here we are on this Monday episode, interrupting ourselves. So, um, the news obviously being uh that Hayden Christensen is going to be in the Ahsoka series, right, James? So, uh yes. I don't. You, uh, you want to do uh, your spiel here, or do we just want to kind of get into
0: it now that everybody knows what the news is, or what? <laughs> I mean, that really that is the news. Hollywood Reporter broke it. Um, on. Friday, like night, basically. Um, yeah. k- kind of wild story. Worst ha-
2: timing ever. I happened
0: to way. be like in Dune, phone off, yes, kind of thing. Yes, yeah. you
3: were. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts.
0: Um, but I came out and I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh man, like our Monday episode, and if you know how we record, a Thursday episode as well is not going to discuss this at all. Um, So we got to do something. Um, But long story short, we don't know exactly how he's going to show up. That's where the speculation, I imagine we'll have to have a conversation about that in a second. Um, Mm -hmm. But the only two things that pop up in my head immediately is he's obviously going to be either a force ghost or they're going to do some type of flashback here because news alert, if you're a star Wars fan, this is what like six or seven years. We don't know exactly when Soka takes place, but it's going to take place post Mandalorian. So it's, Got to be roughly six or seven years after this guy died. So something's up. Um, John, I'm going to go ahead and, and jump right back at you on this one. Um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, Ahsoka now having um, Hayden Christensen as a cast member?
1: So a month ago, someone had mentioned this to me, but I was like, I don't know. That just sounds like one of those things that people are like guessing because it makes sense. Because Hayden seems all in, right? He's doing all the conventions now. He's like the poster boy for Star Wars going to live events. He's at the top of the Empire State Building. He's the guy. He's back. He you seemingly
2: know? doesn't change his clothes and only wears his Kenobi gear. Yeah, every right. picture I see, he's wearing the Kenobi sweatshirt and hat, which I get hey, it. It's like his uniform now, but he's prompt.
1: Is definitely the guy who loves the free swag and he's gonna be there at Christmas giving his nephews and nieces the mugs and the hats and stuff. They're gonna be like, oh my god.
0: But uh he seems he excited for- to be. He back forgot and- all the stuff he gets. Yeah. He's like, wait,
3: right.
0: he- he's like, wait a minute, you guys are gonna give me free sweatshirts when I if I sign up for this, and they're like, Caden, it's gonna right. be a lot of money too. And he's like, Yeah, but the shirts like <laughs> Right,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So he, and, you know, Lucasfilm is very sensitive to um, how people's public perception is of things. And they have their finger on the pulse. They see that, you know, everyone loves Hayden. He's had quite the redemption arc. People are realizing that, you know, maybe the prequels weren't on him. You know, we've seen him in other movies. You know, I've I've seen him in other movies that I love. And so they're like, yeah, let's bring him back for Kenobi, but let's, you know, that we have to wiggle around because it's Vader. Now we can bring him back at this and he's fully Anakin. Like, so I don't think we're even limited to just the Ahsoka series. I think we're going to see him pop up elsewhere too, where where it makes sense. But the funniest thing I find is most people I'm seeing online are, oh, that means they're doing flashbacks, Clone Wars flashbacks. I'm like, Force Ghost. I'm like, that's the one, that's where my brain goes. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the big moment. You know, I think... I think the closure that people need to get and Ahsoka needs to get with Anakin is, has been laying out there for so long because to her, it was always Vader and she never got to see him redeemed. Um, And we had speculated she's going to meet Luke and Luke's going to say that he came back and, and that sort of thing. But now that there's a really good chance she's going to see Force Ghost Anakin, which also helps the idea since they're both Force Ghosts in The Rise of Skywalker. I don't know if there's a Force Ghost like living room somewhere in Force Ghostia, but mm-hmm. the, it, uh, it makes Force more Ghost-topia, sense for that. Actually. Right. <laughs> that's it. I forgot. Um, but, you know, it's that's going to be a really heavy scene and I think it's going to be a, a big deal. So I think that's where my focus is. Uh, for that, and just the fact that he can come back in that way, and maybe even Luke gets involved like, there's gonna be some tears dropping. And uh, that Ahsoka series is going to be all killer, no filler. Like, you got to do the Ezra stuff, the Thrawn stuff. Luke may be there, you may get the Grogu situation. Now, Anakin, it's a limited series, so we're not talking about multiple seasons. This is going to be a loaded, loaded show. Um, which is, which is very exciting, but I love the fact that he's back. This guy deserves it. You know, he's a better actor than people gave him credit for. He dealt with a lot of crap coming out of the prequels. Was the good soldier. Didn't do, you know, where maybe some actors, I'm not going to name names, point fingers at this or that. He just, you know, he's, he's a good dude. You can tell that, you know, I haven't met him personally, but you can tell about fans how they interact with him at conventions and stuff, how kind and gracious he is. Soft-spoken. Uh, he just seems like a really good guy, so I'm really rooting for him. And I, I, I'm i expecting big good things out of him in Kenobi and now this. So those are uh, my initial reactions. But I'm like I said, I'm leaning more towards one big Force Ghost scene where Ahsoka's trying to find Ezra and things aren't working out towards the middle of the season. And he kind of shows up the way Yoda showed up to Luke in The Last Jedi saying like, you know, I'm here to lift you up. I'm here for you. And it's going to be like this big emotional moment. That's my guess.
0: Yeah, him coming back definitely changes my opinion on... Watching Little Italy for the first time. <laughs> now I'm kind of like, ah, oh, what's what's the most recent thing he's done? Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go check that out. Uh, Lacey, what are your like initial thoughts to this crazy news?
2: Oh, I'm so sad, James. You took my joke. My joke was that when oh. he's coming back for Ahsoka, I was so sad that it's not Little Italy too. Uh, but hey, uh, no, it's still it's there. It's Lacey, on the table.
1: Lacy, you've crushed that joke in in past episodes, though. So that's <laughs>
2: fair. No, not really. <laughs> but it's fine. Um I think that you know, this is surprising to me. I don't I don't think that this was something that I thought would come out and be like out in the open prior to the series. I feel like, you know, we know that Lucasfilm is definitely very secretive. They like they like to keep things close to themselves. So the fact that this is kind of out there from multiple sources with the Hollywood reporter is kind of very shocking to me that this got out. Uh But it's not surprising because in the Mandalorian episode uh, where we meet Ahsoka with the Mandalorian, there is that very emotional scene where she talks about how she's seen the best of us go bad. You know, Mm -hmm. she's seen the best people turn to the dark side. And it was one of the best lines in the episode. And honestly, it made me leave that episode liking Ahsoka more than I did prior to that because it just, the weight of the situation was there. And she had this kind of grudge against the Jedi, which, you know, we know all her history and everything anyway, but just to kind of see it translate in live action was very moving, especially because we have these two characters that have interacted so much in the Clone Wars and whatnot that it's kind of hard to go all the way to the end of the Skywalker saga and never have them meet on screen at some yeah. point or interact or anything or get, like you said, John, that closure that they, they needed. Absolutely. Um. So I'm hoping that it is a Force ghost and isn't a bunch of flashbacks. And uh, again, everything you said, John, is correct that I agree with that. Uh, it just points that way, but also in the fact that Dave Filoni wrote that scene of her still having this feeling of like, I've seen them go bad, meaning she hasn't had that closure yet. She Mm -hmm. hasn't talked to Anakin yet. She she doesn't know that he turned back for his kids at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. So it kind of like opened the door there for him to come to come back as on the side of Hayden. I'm so happy for him. I couldn't be more happy. He looks like he's having the time of his life. Like, he's having the best time at conventions. Um, You know, after everything he went through, he's meeting all these fans that grew up with the prequels. We talked about it a little bit with that kind of sequel trilogy, Will It Age Well, recently. Um, And I, I couldn't... Be happier for him and i made a joke about the merch but like it must be because he's so proud of being anakin again he's so proud of being a part of kenobi yeah. so i can only imagine that he's gonna feel point. the same way about the ahsoka series um i did want to bring up there was something circulating of a screenshot of a quote from rosario dawson kind of confirming it yeah um <laughs> so the question is is it real is it not real did she delete it It was something along the lines of, like, they know, see you soon, Snips. Yeah, hey, hey, Sky Guy,
0: they know. Right.
2: Yeah, so it's just funny because Rosario has been, from the very beginning, so pumped to be Ahsoka. Like, even before they announced it, just the idea of her getting this role has been so important to her. So... Uh, I kind of believe that she did say that and was like, oops, my bad, because she saw it on the Hollywood Reporter. She just assumed it was legit, not yeah. knowing that the trades also run stuff that's not an official statement yet. Um, she sh- she but yeah, I'm the, interested to see where it goes.
1: The Mina Massad and Lars Mickelson stuff too. Like she, she's got a, she's got a quick trigger that one.
3: She's uh, she just very I don't excited. know if she,
0: <laughs> if she has has understood the the big franchise secret world yet i mean she's been in marvel properties but it was daredevil and they were probably loose on that stuff they're like yeah you know like create buzz (laughs) wherever you can or or kevin smith he's like here's my whole
1: movie it'll be out (laughs) next year
0: (laughs) So I I just think she's probably not used to she's saying, oh, we can't say that. We can't say that. Because off the top of my head, I can't think of something that she's like huge. She's been in like as far as um, they're in the new world. They're trying to keep a with (laughs) secret.
1: With the Rogue One. Oh, yeah. yeah, At the
2: panel. (laughs) The funny thing is I was there for that and I don't remember that happening, but I know Matt Martin brings it up all the time. Every time he sees a picture of the panel, he's like, oh, God, that moment where we all were like, no.
3: Yeah. So.
1: (laughs) James, you um you know you're the biggest Clone Wars fan out of the three of us. Are you are you hoping for flashbacks in this type of situation? Or are you like, we saw all that? Like
0: Well, so okay,
1: go, so no, hold
2: on really quick though, James, when you were in the movie, John and I were talking on Discord about this, and I <laughs> I was just like poor james the moment he goes into a movie this is the news that breaks the longest he's not here to react to it yeah (laughs) no
0: it it, it's great that just means that the universe is telling me i have to go see movies and totally shut off my phone more often
2: (laughs) right right
3: right. yeah (laughs) uh
0: no this was um james is gonna go
1: see little italy too and they're gonna announce solo too (laughs)
0: <laughs> to your to your point Lacey, one of the things that you mentioned we haven't talked about this in a while because you know ahsoka being in live action was a hot moment for a second and then we kind of everybody kind of wore it out and it's not something we talked about. there's just often, so much but, going
2: on yeah but
0: the thing is like she talks about those moments and all of a sudden no matter how much we know the clone wars was real canon right,
3: right.
0: having someone in live action refer to those moments very yeah. specifically makes them real all of a sudden in your yes. memory those animations become the characters uh you see hayden christensen in those moments with rosario dawson um mm-hmm. instead of feloni's there like you think this is computer a computer animated thing yeah <laughs> This has been real <laughs> yeah, exactly. the whole time <laughs> um right. no it, it so it's crazy in that sense um the you know I, I, you guys have heard my arguments on on force ghosts before i i like them i they're there but it always makes me think if if they can show up then why don't they you know why don't they show up more often and and this may be an attempt to kind of explain that the this is just all my initial thoughts too like <clears throat> the whole thing that I've created, I said, this is gonna happen, I think, in the Mandalorian, you know, Luke and Grogu are Mm -hmm. gonna be together. They're gonna bring Ahsoka back. You're gonna get that moment between Luke and Ahsoka. I think you're right that this could be that moment too. Luke could be the person that is needed for Anakin to show up to Ahsoka. I know he Mm -hmm. could do it, but I think Ahsoka doesn't recognize that force ghosts are a thing. Um, and Luke could be the thing that says, if you need the closure, then you can get it. You know what I mean? And then he shows up with, because he's already shown Uh, up to Luke. He showed up to Luke in Return of the Jedi kind of thing. So so how do you explain that Anakin hasn't shown up in six years to Ahsoka? To Kylo Ren either. Exactly. She's like having a problem. She can't get over it maybe he's the key that could say like father come back solve this problem for her kind of thing but i i don't know you know all that stuff gets really tricky yeah Yeah. (laughs) um Mm -hmm. it then makes me think if if they don't go down that route then they could do the flashback stuff and i wouldn't be opposed to it i mean it's cool but um you know you got you could de-age hayden Christensen. that wouldn't be a problem but at this point you're probably looking at like it'd be like a 19 year old ahsoka you need another. <laughs> You're actress. recasting, yeah. Yeah. I mean, something's yeah. going on there, um, so that that almost doesn't seem likely to me. Um, does this actually? Also- X like I could play nineteen <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe that she was. She just play
2: a college girl in that Amanda Bynes movie. Maybe uh, that was yeah. the
0: big secret where she's like, "I'm gonna welcome Rosario Dawson for now." Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, kind right. Of- yeah. Right. Um, but she uh. But where, where are we going? Oh, the uh, Force Ghost thing. Like, does Anakin showing up to Ahsoka for the closure, for the memorabilia, all that stuff, or not memorabilia, but um, nostalgia, does that feel I mean, too actually, Kenobi- they'll probably
2: make memorabilia, too. Yeah, true.
0: Uh, does that feel to <laughs> Kenobi Qui-Gon? Like, are we going to watch mm. that? And then like a year later, be like, we just saw this in Kenobi with Qui-Gon showing up to Obi-Wan. Um, yeah, that's true. As the Force Ghost cameo from the movies twenty years ago, the prequels. Well, I don't, yeah,
2: that's a good. That just, is
1: a
0: good point. It's. Some I of
1: don't this think stuff... the
2: closure is the same though, because the closure of Ahsoka is like very, like raw, like yeah. very the, unsolved. The,
1: the Qui the Qui Gon is more of the the teaching, teaching. moment, yeah. uh, because of the end of Revenge of the Sith, when he's like, you know, he'll teach you how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Ahsoka one, I don't know that it's going to be. I don't think the purpose of Anakin showing up is going to be for the closure, but she's still going to get it, and they're both going to get it. I, for some reason, think it's going to be one of those, you know, middle, second act of the series, right in the middle of it. She's struggling. She's been struggling dealing with the identity of being a Jedi. Maybe things aren't going well in her quest to find Ezra or something. She's, like, just completely worn out and burnt out and Anakin shows up to like lift her back up or something like that to make her believe again in the Jedi and or something like that like he's cuz the episode was called the Jedi in in season 2 she was still very it was very um ambiguous whether or not she was fully back in and she still seemed to have questions about it and doubts and and that sort of thing i think it's going to be one of those he's going to fully bring her back and that's going to be the heavy moment and they don't do these they, they don't seem to do these things by oh, now this is a good idea. Like, I think when they, even though it wasn't written yet, because Favreau wrote season three, I believe, started writing it in the early part of 2020. Season two came out at the end of 2020. Uh, I think it was planned where they knew they were bringing Ahsoka in and for the Ahsoka series, as they pitched it, they probably had Hayden confirmed. Like, they don't, I I think the way, especially Filoni does the storytelling uh, and the way Favreau is as just uh, a boss of uh, production and creation, they this wasn't one of those things like, oh, now we can like wedge him in now because he's doing this thing. I think this was something that was definitely in the works and that was part of, uh, like you were saying, Lacey, about the lines and she was talking about, I've seen the best of us fall. Uh, that's going to make that moment in the redemption that much sweeter. Now, the flashbacks, I think that would be cool too. But like you said, James, you got to do the new actress. And we've seen seven years of the Clone Wars. Like, I want to see them now. I want to see Anakin now interact with this Ahsoka because we need to see that closure and stuff like that. And, you know, we may get the flashbacks in the Kenobi series with Anakin and, and Obi-Wan, and that's fine. I don't think Ahsoka is going to be involved there because people who know Obi-Wan's story in the prequels may not know Ahsoka, and that be, might be hard to explain for them. But this one, uh, I want to I okay. keep it here in the present uh, I'd be cool with whatever, of course, but uh, I I want to see them now. More, I think that's more interesting to me than we're in a wild let's see, a, time. Uh, Clone Wars flashback of something of seven
0: seasons we saw, like when they were cool with each other. Like, give me, we saw that, we have that.
3: Give All me them sudden, now.
0: It feels like somebody invented some piece of technology that just makes anything possible or something and then star wars is like oh well we'll just do that then <laughs> you know yeah like we're yeah. talking about you'd have to recast an actress or something but it's it's in a world where we're discussing live action clone wars episodes look and, and, they, Anakin they, they, and they Luke could do Soak a... all together in live action it's mm-hmm. like nuts look at captain america they could do
1: rosario dawson like look what they did with him making him skinny and short and oh stuff. yeah like, they 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 can definitely do it. But it, it never if they want looks right. In.
2: I want to be clear that it never looks right. Like the Irishman stuff looked terrible. I'm sorry. It looked so bad. It didn't I look think right. So, I think sometimes you get
1: so old, and I hate saying that because it sounds mean, that it's hard to de age you. And that's It just know, looks
2: plasticky. Like you you can tell and we talked about this with Hal Hickel like you're human, you can tell other human. Like yeah, it, smoothing. It, it doesn't look <laughs> right. We're, well, yeah, we're, so we're,
0: we're in a weird period. I mean, we're like you look at visual effects. I mean, we've had the conversation with Hal Hickel and stuff. It's just it depends like where we are in the timeline and right now mm-hmm. what we're discussing like you can tell it looks terrible. Is the stuff that's like
2: I wouldn't Inca- say terrible, well, no, but the Irishman did. But it's like Irishman incredibly
0: definitely did. <laughs> better than it was like 10 or sure. 15 years ago. And, uh, and d- give it another decade and it won't look terrible. And we'll be like, dude, right. I can't right. tell, <laughs> you know. right? It's well, just well, a yeah. little bit longer. And it's like, what movie is going to be the movie where people watch it? And we like, how is that possible? And they're like, so oh, here's, the aging. we just did it better. Here's our I next... just
2: don't think we need the flashbacks. The flashbacks aren't needed. That's that exactly story's been right. told. Yeah. So I don't. Like, I get, because I saw a lot of reactions online from people that are very diehard Clone Wars fans and animation fans, and I get it, and I understand that, and you want that kind of validation that you're seeing those moments that you loved so much in the series replicated in live action, but it's just like, why do you want to see that again? You know what I mean? I would rather see what's happening, like you said, John, now than just see the same scenes over and over and over again.
0: Do you guys think that Hayden Christensen... signed for multiple appearances and multiple shows when he did? Or yes. do you think that it was uh <laughs> that he signed on to Kenobi, he did the thing, he went through the experience, and now that they've now that the show has wrapped his filming, he officially went forward with all the other ones that were initially proposed to him and signed on to those. That's why multiple. the report is breaking now.
2: No, yeah. multiple, because I mean Why do you, you point- think that
0: the story wasn't before
2: First of all, like John said, I think Favreau and Filoni, definitely Filoni in storytelling, are planners. They don't just leave things up to chance, they plan way in advance. That's why you hear things like, "Oh, I wrote this part for John Carlo John Carlos Esposito like early on." Like they plan way in advance. And we know that from The Mandalorian and from Dave Filoni where he's like, "Oh, I thought of this series 7 years ago." Yeah. Like that's just how he is. Uh, on the production side, definitely multiple because that's just how they run things now, and that's due to multiple instances. But probably the the most notable is Robert Downey Jr., where they signed him on for Iron Man early on, and then they didn't re up him early enough, so then they owed him a lot of money. <laughs> so it, now a lot they of sign people. On. Yeah, so now they sign people on for three, four projects at a time. I mean, look at Felicity Jones; she signed on for three movies.
1: Alden Alden Ehrenreich, as. three movies, Han Solo. Correct. I hear everything but you But I'm guys saying are her saying, character still dies. That's entirely a little bit convincing. Because How about this? You said he, he came back, did Kenobi, did the thing. They just
0: finished filming that. That's what I'm saying. But that's, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying like, the timing of this news in the fact that they just wrapped Kenobi makes me they, think that it was know, on the table and he says, let me do Kenobi. Nah. Let me see what the experience is like. I'll, I'll sign Asoka's now for That written, show that show's already written, man. That show is already written. I'm just saying. I mean they they like not that it's a good example, but like they had two scripts for hey, Independence Day 2, asked. one with Will Smith and one without. You know, you it was asked a, and we and we give our answer. I know what am are saying. Answers. I'm I'm saying I asked the proposal, this is my answer. I I think my my gut is telling me that it was it was a big step for him and he said, "Let me do the one show. If I if I don't like the being back in that world again, um then I will I will, you know, That'll be my one and done. I came back for Kenobi. I did the thing I played He hasn't Dark been Fader. doing anything. But if I liked the experience and if I was okay with it, then when we wrap, I'll make the decision on whether I want to do... <laughs> hey, hey, Do you like making a ton of money at conventions?
1: And being
2: popular and being in the public eye? Yeah, but
0: the ball is in his court, is it not? They need him and they're willing to pay whatever. So ultimately, he has the decision. He's all in, man. He was coming back to those conventions before Kenobi. Then was why didn't the I'm why you, didn't the thing break? That Anakin Hayden Christensen has uh, James, signed I, a multi series deal for I, Disney I, Plus. I, I think, why wasn't that? The story? I, I'm just I'm just going to disagree. With you okay, that's, that's fine. It. I'm just curious. I'm just throwing it out yeah. there, right?
2: I just think that all actors, when they get into something like this, especially franchise related, it's always multiple things. They leave the door open at least starting at three. It's yeah, but, always three.
0: I, and
1: I
2: Cassian 100% too. Agree. Cassian but signed on for three story? appearances.
1: Felicity Jones.
2: Because the series wasn't announced yet. Well, they announced him announced? with Obi All
1: All right, so that's that's another part of this. Like this is a, a Hollywood trade.
0: Lucasfilm hasn't confirmed this, so True. This,
1: this 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 is a Hollywood trade saying. That's why I'm saying it's more
0: likely that they would have just told the story as it is. They weren't waiting. It could have on... been someone.
1: It could have been someone from from Lucasfilm, and they have so, some sort of agreements with the trades, like report us in good light, and we'll give you scoops. Hollywood reporter, it's your turn. Here's this one. Or his so. agent said, Hey, guess what? Our boy's white hot right now. Boom. He's doing this too. And they're like, Ooh, okay. Oh, well, let's confirm that with my friend at Lucasfilm. And they're like, Yep. But I'm not on record. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have two sources. We're going with it. And they put it out. And there you go. You and think it's
2: only two when they say multiple?
1: That's all you need to say the word multiple. I mean, I'm sure. I feel like you know, multiple
2: is like three or more.
0: Multiple is just more than one. So does this you know, Hollywood Reporter story say multiple now too?
2: Yeah. it says multiple sources. Yeah.
0: Well, you oh, usually mu- get multiple. your one source,
2: oh, and then we're you, talking about yeah, sources. and you I verify thought, thought with other sources.
0: Multiple shows. But what I, what
1: I find funny about this is, and I don't want to make this too big of a thing, but if like if if we had put that out, people would have like torn us apart. But and the, but but if a big trade does it, people are like. Ah! This is amazing. So well, I, I just there's a double standard when when a when a fan blog puts it out and people are like you guys are spoiling it and ruining stuff, whatever versus Fan it, website.
0: But fan website puts it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I still like the word blog, but I mean and, um, and and it goes down further too, like if somebody if somebody tweeted this, then it would also not get the respect either. Right. You know? No, sure. Right. It'd be like, okay, you know. Yeah. How do you know? But anyway, I mean, it's
1: all, it's all good news. I'm really excited that he's coming back. Um, I, don't, I don't think I have much more to add. I think we covered like almost every angle possible on this thing. Um, and as more like gets shed on it, we'll obviously get more into it. Do you guys have anything else? Before we Not throw really. it back to us? Yeah. <laughs> Before we go back and talk about all the other wild news this week. So, we so James, why don't, why don't you throw it back to you?
0: No, Lacey's good at this. Lacey? No, I guess it's thrown back to me. (laughs) James, uh, back to you. Disney Plus is going to feature a show called Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett, and that is going to be debuting on November 12th. Uh, And we know this because they put out an advertisement as they do, hey, this is all the stuff that's coming up, and we got a couple of those random quick glimpses um, maybe you guys noticed something I didn't, but as far as just glancing at it, it seemed like uh, seeing Boba Fett it, it uh, the parks and stuff, like hit the character just like walking around as part of Star Tours and other things like that. Um, but I'm interested, we're all interested to see what this is, and uh, we got our first kind of sneak peek at what it could be, um, but it is coming on Disney Plus Day, so get excited for that. And I think we'll probably speculate a little bit if that means we're getting a trailer that day too. But I'm going to hand it off to John first. What do you think about Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett?
1: So when I first heard that they were doing a feature on Boba Fett on Disney Plus Day, my brain immediately said, they're going to do something to catch people up on this character in a very quick way because he is a fringe character up until this point, a minor character. Um, Popular with diehard fans, but when it comes to casual fans, they're like, oh, that's the guy with the helmet thing, right? And like, even when The Mandalorian came out, they're like, oh, is that Boba Fett? You know, so they want to reel in the general audiences to understand who this guy is so that they're vested and get it. Because The Mandalorian is one thing where it's like, here's this new show, new character, everyone's starting on page one, kind of like with the visions thing. It's not canon. You guys write what you want, you don't have to worry about the backstories, you're all good. Boba Fett has history. 40 years of history even though he's a small character they want to bring people up to speed and this is like the cliff notes way i think that's exactly what this is going to be and now hearing the title of it the legacy of boba fett under the helmet i think this is going to be a retrospective on the history of the character maybe some stuff on who played him but also giving people a bit of a rundown on where he came from who he is uh how he got to be where he is now and and kind of push us right up until the edge and say like we recently saw him return in the Mandalorian, and now, bang, here it is. And then they're going to go into the show, the trailer after, and that'll go online. So I think this is really one of those quick things that may not have too much new stuff in it, just allowing everyone to understand who Boba Fett is so that people aren't confused. And they're also like, all right, now that I know, I'm I'm going to check this thing out and watch this show. Um, so I think that's the purpose of it. I think it's smart. Probably wasn't all that hard to put together i imagine so um just it all makes a lot of sense and I, like i said i think that title sort of cements that uh letting us know what this thing is going to be so i'm excited to check it out i don't expect it to be anything long sometimes i i see these things like uh here's a extra feature on this star wars thing and you go to mm-hmm. it and it's like i'm like Two all minutes. right i can't wait to find like learn about the falcon and it's like 90 seconds i'm like oh, yeah man so i i think it'll probably be on 10 minutes or something like that uh, and and give us just that the the total package of you want to learn about you think Boba only Fett? ten minutes? Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be short, and I think yeah. I think it's gonna be like when Neo like woke up and he's like, I know kung fu. It's gonna be like you're gonna know Boba Fett now after after watching this thing. So hmm. uh, I could be wrong. Maybe it'll be a full hour thing, but for uh, with these types of things, I and I'm guessing, you know, but uh, I'm thinking it's gonna be on the shorter end. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows.
0: Yeah, I, I'm thinking sub-30, but I'm leaning more towards 20, like a little over 20, 21, okay. I was going to say like 20
2: that. to 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah I those mean, are the yeah, gallery episodes.
0: Yeah. So then, Lacey, what are your thoughts on what it could be and what it means that we're getting it?
2: Yeah, I agree with John that I think it's something to educate people that aren't diehard fans who Boba Fett is so that they can be prepared to get into the series. I think that was the main point of this, is a promotion thing going into the book of Boba Fett, because right now people know the Mandalorian, but I feel like overall, uh, not just Star Wars fans, but fans that, you know, maybe casual Star Wars fans or fans that aren't big Star Wars fans, have been introduced to the Mandalorian at the same time as diehard fans. So we're kind of all at the same level with mm-hmm. the knowledge of the Mandalorian, whereas obviously with Boba Fett, it's coming from a different angle. Like, people have liked this guy forever. Um so I think like John said it's definitely going to be something that educates people and lets them know who the character is, where it came from, why people like him so much, where he came like where he's going, where he's been. Um I think they're going to show a lot of behind the scenes probably from the Mandalorian uh because that's already happened so it's not like they're giving anything away, but I think there's definitely going to be a portion of this special maybe a minute or two that shows what's to come. Um and what people can expect in the the new series, which then like John said, would lead into a trailer of some sort, whether it be in the credits or they'll play it at the end and then they'll post it online. I think that this kind of cements that we're getting a trailer on November twelfth.
1: Mm. So, do man, I do you think this thing, I'm- Lacey, is um gonna have like like one of those side interview things with like Robert Rodriguez talking about? Like where they're going or something like that?
2: I think they're going to interview mm-hmm. everybody that's involved in not just the book of Boba Fett, but the Mandalorian and then also some people at Lucasfilm and just the impact of Boba Fett because you can't think of the Mandalorian without Boba Fett only because Jon Favreau originally wanted to do a show with Boba Fett. So you have to think that he's talked about that before. So they're pulling clips from those moments in those interviews where Yeah, I still think Favreau Favre and how-
0: Filoni are going to be in this.
2: Yes, oh yeah, yes yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And they'll probably do maybe a brief
1: tribute even though a lot of people have played boba fett even in the original trilogy they'll probably do a brief tribute to Nick jeremy bullock since he passed away last year
2: yeah so, and the interesting thing was in the teaser they do use the quote of this is something we've never seen in star wars so i'm interested to see what that reference is
0: yeah to me um yeah. it seems like you guys are leaning towards like this is to get fans caught up on the character boba fett and to me i i think that's well, true I but well, i think I it's
2: both. caught up in honor I I
0: the vibe that I get from this is this is like um the history of the character and like why he was created like who's played mm-hmm. him how he was prototype
3: the impact. Uh, character, of his character, how he showed yeah. up in
0: this the special. Like I don't think it, I don't think it's so much about like I think people are obviously gonna mention like how oh it's cool when I watched Empire Strikes Back or when I saw him in this cartoon and I was excited to get the toy. I think people are gonna mention that stuff, but I think more that it has has less to do with the character and more to do with like the creation of the character and the behind the scenes aspect of it, especially since it's called The legacy of Boba Fett like I don't know that Boba Fett has legacy necessarily in the lore I think he has the legacy of Boba Fett has real uh meaning in in real life with fans I
2: think yeah but I think yeah part of the legacy outside of just like who he is within Star Wars and the education side Mm -hmm. I think the legacy part like you're saying is definitely with fans because he had such a big impact with no no part
0: that's that's what I'm saying is I I think this is going to be more real life the legacy of Boba Fett and Mm. what Boba Fett Mm -hmm. means to fans and his creation in in real life and his outfit and you know stuff like that more than it has to do with the character of Boba Fett like well He was eaten by the Sarlacc and then, you know, he was working for Jabba. Like, like, I know that's I think it's a
2: combination of the two. I think there has to be an explanation of who he is for people that don't know. But I think, yeah, no, totally. It's about where it's going and why he's coming back because Mm -hmm. fans love him so much.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm getting this like VH1 vibe or (laughs) or like what's the um, Uh, behind the music? Kind of like anything where they are. Actually, Disney's been doing a lot of this, uh, or what are one those ones that Netflix does with the movies, where they're just like interviewing celebrity the after celebrity, that made like, us. "What does this mean to you? What did this movie mean to you?" Oh. I think they're just going to interview a lot of celebrities and just be like, "What, what does Boba Fett mean to you?" And they're oh, going to really? say, "Yeah, that I'm." That's the vibe I'm getting from it. It's very th- the the lore the, the the what makes Boba Fett cool in real life. To people, I think is more what I'm getting from this. Again, I could be way wrong on this, um, but I think one of the things that makes me think that (laughs) we're we're all saying that, (laughs) yeah. Um, one of the things that makes me think that is that all the footage was from parks and live things. I don't think anything actually from. Really, I
2: saw the footage was from the movies.
3: I don't think I'm understanding
2: the footage. The footage was like on set and stuff. Like him in the cockpit of the main, uh, the slave one. It was him on set with a clapper. Have on set with a
0: clapper, thing? yes, but not like, mm-hmm. that. that's what I'm saying. Um, it's more real life and not the in-story character. Like you're not, they're not going to oh, show you. Oh, I see what you're
2: saying. I see what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. not actual footage from the films you're talking like behind the scenes stuff.
0: Yeah, behind, in real life stuff, including, you know, like when he, when like 501st or something, like he, you know, charity sure. events and how many, when they show like celebration and there's like, you know, 500 Boba Fetts on a staircase or something. That's the kind of direction I think they're leaning with this mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. more so than like yeah, the character and what scenes, he's gone through.
1: Original trilogy shots and mm-hmm. on set and yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we'll get a trailer or not. I could see them putting like some footage in there and the eagle eye fans are going to be like, that's new. That's, you know... The average person watching this might not recognize it, but like us, we're going to pick out... We're going to be like, we've never seen that scene. That's got to be from the show. And then we're going to be right. frantically writing a Star Wars News Network article or something. <laughs> I,
1: I'm, what, I'm not good at pointing stuff out in trailers, like the
0: minor stuff. Well, this you you wouldn't you wouldn't notice like if they showed a scene with boba fett that we haven't seen in the mandalorian um no maybe like yeah. i that i've well, never seen what if they, they like yeah, I, showed... I guess
1: it to me it, i guess it means how what i'm saying is how deliberate it is if whether it's like the focal point of like here's this oh. or if it's like oh you see that thing in the background i think that was a that was a y-wing i'm like what
0: what are you, oh, yeah, what no, are you I got that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm saying like if they were just showing like a bunch of different scenes, they might take a couple things that, that are eventually going to be in a trailer or something like that and put that scene in there like a line and people will be like, that's new footage. That's not something we've seen before. But, they're going to show Robert and, Rodriguez. And, and they're not going to put his... a big, now here's a sneak peek at the upcoming show. Well,
2: one of the clips was him sitting in, I believe, either- Probably the slave ship, or I don't think he ever flew the Razor Crest, but he's in the driver's cockpit and he's flipping switches. So the slave and it's got the blue, yeah, and it's got the blue screen behind it, but it's yeah. clearly from the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah,
0: this, yeah. 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 But yeah. I'm saying, if they showed like a different scene from Book of Boba Fett, would we recognize it or not? And I think I think we probably would. I don't think
2: probably, yeah.
0: I don't think you're gonna see that in this thing before a trailer comes
1: out. They're not going to show you anything from the book of Boba Fett until... I think they are. No. Nope.
2: They could easily throw well, we'll a couple behind-the-scene clips. Nah. Want to make a bet?
1: Nope. I just
0: feel bad I keep winning these bets. It's just like... I'm,
2: uh...
1: Oh,
0: my god! <laughs> I, got, I got a whole fridge of pies back there. They're stacking I, up. I, I do think you're right that there's there's a good chance that if they're going to show footage that has to do, like, not with his, what he's done in The Mandalorian, but what he has is going to be doing, they'll probably show the footage that we already have from the end of The Mandalorian. Which is like, and when we got Book of Boba Fett coming up, and it shows him, and he's, like, greasing got the gun, and he tuna. shoots Blank. the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's sitting on the throne, and it's like, that's footage to get you... It's like... King of the castle, King of the castle. <laughs> <laughs> that's boring. <laughs> this shirt is not black. <laughs> Very nice. Um no, I I that's always possible. I'm just <laughs> I'm curious if they they would throw in like one or two scenes, you know, sometimes. Actually, here's a here's a good example. We watched that Apple uh keynote and they were like, "You can play great games on Apple Arcade, like Star Wars Hunters." And everybody's like, "What? That's the first footage we get." <laughs> they're treating it like it's nothing. They're like, "Oh yeah, this game coming out." And like any any normal person is like, "Oh, that looks cool." But like Star Wars fans are like, "We've never seen that footage. That's the first time they're showing it." Right. right. So I could see a couple scenes of them doing something like that, and only people like us are going to be like, "That's not something we've seen before. That's new footage." Um, but anyway, we got other stories to talk about. That is the Under the Helmet Legacy of Boba Fett. That's coming soon, guys, right around the corner. It's going to be here faster than you know, and then we're going to get the show, so it's even better. Um, another thing that has to do with Mandalorians is uh, Sasha Banks confirming that she is not returning for Mandalorian Season 3. Now John knows a lot about this because um, we, we did the Star Wars News Night article where we pointed out that she told us she's only in Season 2. You know, She's only going to show up in this episode. But her word was a little shaky when she said she's only in that episode and then she shows up again later in the season. So Very when shaky. she says she's not coming back for season three, it's kind of news um, because people say, eh, but she could be lying about it. So, But she is doubling down now. She's confirming I'm not in season three. Uh, and I'm going to start with Lacey on this one. What are your thoughts about Sasha Banks saying she's she's done? It was a cool experience, but she's out.
2: Um, it's a little surprising to me because obviously Bo-Katan is playing a big role in the Mandalorian moving forward. Like, we left off at such a weird point with her where we're like, is she gonna kill the Mandalorian or not for this Darksaber? Like, where is she gonna go from here? And I know john has been a big uh, advocate for, like, she's gonna go crazy, like, Mad Queen style and just lose her mind in the process of getting this thing back. So her, like, second hand person her right hand person is is this character so it doesn't to me it's a little confusing only because I'm like okay but if Bo-Katan's there and Cosca Reeves isn't what happened to Cosca Reeves but at the same time that third character disappeared I forget what his name was I know it's played by Simon something but it was Bill the third guy that what it
1: was like Bill or Roger or something like that <laughs> Bill.
2: Stop. It was the third Mandalorian that showed up originally with Bo-Katan in the Bryce Dallas Howard uh, episode, but he kind of just like faded away. So I guess they can just do that. I know that this article did make a mention of a a COVID thing where she wasn't really for stuff and that might play into that. I don't really know all the details on that, so I can't really make a judgment call there, but it is weird because she was like in that whole like moment at the end of the series or the season where she's like taking down bad guys and you're like, why wouldn't she continue on with Bo Katan unless they write her out and just be like, hey, Bo Katan sent her over here and she disappears. Mm-hmm. But again, it's tricky because she did say the same thing last time, saying, Oh, I'm only in one episode and then surprise, there she was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually believe her this time. I don't know why she would lie about that.
0: I the what t- Ax- to comment Whoa. on her was the guy yeah yeah to comment on her played not... by
2: simon who played
0: by peg did you pull it up john
2: no his <laughs> he's got like a greek last name i believe very long last name starts with a k i think anyway go ahead james
0: um kind of lost my train of thought oh she said <laughs> that she was only in the one episode and i could totally understand that to be a misunderstanding she may have come to set filmed her scenes and didn't know that Left. the scene yeah. she was filming was also going to be in another episode as well different directors um,
1: i found that hard to believe
0: i guess so bryce dallas I, I guess howard that, and peyton reed but i i'm just trying to think of like when you're when you're you know, flying in somebody or they're going to be on set or something. You're trying to be as efficient as possible and you're probably just going to have them shoot I... th- their scenes for a segment instead of being like, well, we wrap that one up and then like e- everything switches, you know, the I new director I bet they just told
1: everybody for that Luke episode to just shut their mouths. I'm like, nobody <laughs> says anything.
2: You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. I
1: mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean, James. I'm not trying to rain on your, th- your theories. I just... Your... Make speculation on that. But.
0: I guess I'm just saying. I, I mean, I would still think it possible that there's two directors there at the same time. They could like film, you know, these scenes with this director for this episode early in the day, and then the next day they do this. Um, the only it,
2: problem against that, James, is that that mm-hmm. last episode in the gallery episode, they said that they did like a 14 hour day straight because of Luke and all this other stuff. Like it was a uh, tough. They had to get it in one day. And they shot it the same day that they were shooting um, the Boba Fett episode out in the in California. And I think she was there for that one, wasn't she? Or no, she wasn't there. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Fennec Shand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah I, on the Right. I mean, I don't even really remember her in the last episode. Like, so I don't know how big of a I don't role think, she even really I had. I don't know that she had any lines. That's what she I'm saying. Just,
2: she had a sassy moment in the ship, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I guess I'm just picturing like, you know, they they need to do this. It, it wouldn't even have to be like, you know, the big director who shot sure. that scene or sure. something. It could have just been the B the B unit well, or somebody mm-hmm. else just also, to do this one shot with this actress who's only going to be here for today mm-hmm. for her other episode. But technically, in the story, she's here too. I don't know. Whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense.
0: Um, John, did you add to this? Have we got to you actually? Or did I jump in? You have thoughts I, I, on this? I, I
1: peppered in a little bit, but um, I didn't get my full take. But I, I believe it too. Um, I personally didn't think she was very good. Um, and I know people are probably gonna be mad about that, but whatever.
2: I'm surprised you haven't done the stare at least once in this whole conversation. Oh, I did it Thursday,
1: <laughs> so I didn't want to do it, you know. But it's uh, I mean, I got the blanket right down there. We can make that happen. But I. It's funny because anyone who said Gina Carano was a bad actor before she got controversial, people are like, how dare you? She's amazing. And then the, she gets in trouble and she falls out of favor and people are like, yeah, she kind of stunk. So it's just like.
2: I thought she was actually better in season one than season two, Gina Carano. I thought she was more wooden in season two.
1: Really? Yeah. I thought she was yeah. kind of the same, but I see, you, I see what you mean. She had more personal moments. I, but yeah, I agree. That her, scene, her scene with uh, uh, Carson Teva was really good, though. Let's not uh, forget that. Paul
2: acted her under the table, though.
1: Well, he's a professional actor, award-winning actor. He's... She's a MMA fighter turned actor. I mean, you gotta come on.
2: No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, that scene, like, he clearly shines there. I would
1: hope so for him, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of her, uh, you know, I didn't think Sasha Banks was very good. I thought she was kind of stiff and um, maybe they were like, this didn't work out. You know, we did some favors and, and brought her in. Um, So I, I don't know. I'm not trying to, you know, talk poorly about her. She's obviously very successful in what she's doing with uh, WWE and and I'm sure she'll have a huge career going forward, whatever she's doing. But I didn't think she was very good. Um, I'm surprised that when they do those sorts of things where they bring in someone who hasn't really acted before instead of like, there's people trying to get roles in anywhere. Mm-hmm. So bring in, bring in a professional actor. Come on. I know Star Wars isn't, you know winning Academy Awards and stuff, but let's go. And the other It's a- hard
2: to have a cast with like Giancarlo Esposito in it and then have Herbie in it and you're like,
0: That's that's what I'm
2: saying. Like John also, John,
0: they kind of are when you think about you said Academy Awards, but they're winning Emmys. Big Yeah, time. no you're right. Well they're not winning them. They're getting nominated, right? But they're or, but they're in the conversation.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. It's to a, to an extent. You're right. But I think what I mean is it's not considered it's,
0: it, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's,
1: Star it's not Wars.
2: Adam Driver marriage story, it's, is what he's it's saying. It's
0: actor, not actor. Yeah, right. <laughs> acting. Yeah. So, <laughs> Patrick Stewart, like, I was acting. I wasn't really asleep. Right, yeah.
1: The, and the other thing is, I think maybe from a story perspective, just thinking about Bo-Katan and where we left off, the Darksaber, it would make more sense if she didn't have an entourage because she is going to kind of be a woman on a mission here uh, on her own personal destiny journey, and it doesn't make sense if they're with her, especially if he, she has to... I didn't
0: see him as number one and number two. I saw oh, them I as throw, throwaway Mandalorians that happened to be with her day of.
2: Only because she tells her to calm down when she's fighting with Bulbasaur. Well, they were like, together. Into-
1: they were together two different times too, and it was them two again.
0: You know, so I, I mean, I guess so. I'm just thinking of it like handmaidens or something to the the queen. Yeah, like, and they're important, yeah. but at the same time, like, sure, there's so many of them. They could be swapping out, and they're all very loyal to her. But, but it's not like there's no path for her to be
1: in this story if she's not still attached to Bo-Katan. you You're not gonna be like, let's right want to see what Costka Reeves is up to now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this, is to me, and this is speculation, of course, without other information for me to tie it into, Bo-Katan is going to have her own sort of arc and journey here in season three. And she's going to shed the entourage and and that sort of thing. Um, And it's her quest for the the Darksaber and stuff like that. Now, it's possible these two show up and and all the, the... the night watch or children of the watch show up, show up and the, the Armorer shows up and all those people from season one come back and it's a big Mando fest and they go to Mandalore or something, who knows? But I, I just, I believe her when she's saying this stuff. I don't see why someone mm-hmm. w- with her resume is going to be like, watch me pull the wool over their eyes on this one. Her agent's probably like, no, yeah. no, you, we need, We if you want to keep acting, you got to tell people you're in this thing because we want Buzz for you. We want you to get other roles. Her set, like,
0: someone she's like, like Liam Neeson.
1: Right, like, Harrison like, I'm Ford not an being Obi- like, nah, I'm no, I'm not in that. I'm not in episode nine. I, you get that.
2: Oh, Liam Neeson.
0: And everybody's like,
1: yes, you are. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, his, his was funny be. because he said he was never approached was the dumbest thing he could have said you know we've talked and then he got super
2: awkward that he was like oh really like trying to poke him a little more and he was just like
1: look at my lightsaber
2: i don't know what to do with my hands it's
1: my lightsaber from episode (laughs) one um but i yeah i so i i believe what she's saying uh and with and for all those points so um yeah i do too
0: actually i think she's just being honest um uh, and I would I would say the same thing like hey I'm glad that I got to be a part of it it was crazy it took off like what a cool experience and I'd love to do more stuff like that you know I think that's really what she was summarizing. Mm-hmm. Um, we got one other story that we want to talk about here and that is uh, that Throne Ascendancy Lesser Evil which is the third <laughs> book in the second trilogy of New Thrawn trilogies.
2: <laughs> Are they doing another trilogy after that this or is this it? I don't.
0: I don't think anything's been announced.
2: I don't think so either.
0: I don't think so either. I can nothing pops so out so much me. Thrawn. <laughs> but uh, but no, we got a an excerpt here on StarWars.com dot com. Um, that has to do with him meeting uh, another of his kind, you know. So it's kind of one of those deals. Um, either one of you did this pop you out? Start. Did you guys get a you chance? You start, James. I mean, for me, it's it's one of those things like this book's right around the corner. So I'm, it kind of excites me because you know, I know this is going to come and I have very much enjoyed the first two of this trilogy, uh, getting to learn this character a lot more. That being said, I put on this, the audio, you know, version that they put up and I was like, man, this is a lot of the same. (laughs) Like this is exactly like how the other two books read. And, This is his character. And they didn't really show us anything too crazy in this excerpt because we knew, I mean, even people I didn't really like, I wasn't like a big Thrawn fan. But one of the things I knew about him coming out of Legends was that he used art and stuff to figure things out about people. So it's like this particular excerpt is like. Thrawn 101 we know this you know so I I didn't find it particularly interesting or intriguing to learn more about his character I'm like yep that's Thrawn that was it you know Mm. and everybody around him is really astonished by how how could he be that smart he couldn't possibly you know (laughs) and it's like yeah I mean you've already shown us this through multiple multiple books that this is the character so I thought it was an odd choice for an excerpt hopefully maybe the goal here is to introduce us to the other character to get his personality because I think he's illustrated uh, for the book cover as well. So maybe he's a main player in the book and this is his first introduction. So maybe the goal there was not to introduce Thrawn, but to show the character being introduced to Thrawn, maybe the same way that we learned about him or knew about him in the first place. But uh, not much to be said about this other than I'm, I'm excited to wrap up the trilogy. John, do you got anything on the Lesser Evil excerpt?
1: Well, I mean, there's yeah, I mean there's no chance I'm going to read this, but um it's just like I'm glad it's coming out, you know, for for the holidays, right around Christmas. I'm very excited about that for people. Um, oh my in gosh! Terms of, is
2: that is that what you were thinking about the whole time James was talking? Is no, how can I work this? I was, actually for,
1: I, I was actually upset that I I didn't drop my uh uh Casca Reeves joke. Very upset that I forgot that. But
2: which was that? What? Well,
1: oh, don't this, make by, him say it. By the sounds of everything, it sounds like she's gonna be Casca leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Two, I crushed two in a row. Amazing. All right, so <laughs> crashed. Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> Did <you> yeah, <laughs> Th- Thrawn. I mean, look, Timothy Zahn is doing all right for himself. This guy has convinced them to keep making these trilogies and these books about Thrawn and stuff. And at this point, the man probably has more houses than Oscar Isaac. But in terms <laughs> of uh, this character. I I wasn't big on Thrawn. I am curious to see uh, he was fine in Rebels. I didn't even like what, that was okay. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with him in live action, as we're all believing uh, based on what the interaction between, um, uh, Ahsoka at the end of her episode, she's going to be looking for mm-hmm. Thrawn. So we're going to see live action Thrawn. I'm curious what they do with that. But in terms of like this, like reading this excerpt, it to me doesn't feel like Star Wars. It feels like Star Trek or uh, heavy sci fi, and I'm not a big sci fi fan as much as I love Star Wars. This is just very sci fi type of writing to me, and and all of the different names and the different planets and places. Mm-hmm. It's very polysyllabic and hard to just what is what. Like, I don't know how people keep track of that if they do. Um, but- I, I've
0: mentioned before, like, he. he- what they've built is this other world over here it's not quite star wars it's in that unknown regions and it's their their own territories their own civilization i'm glad it's there and it's 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 like it's kind of cool in a sense because you can kind of leave star wars and stop worrying about death stars and empire and stuff and just kind of like stick here with these characters in this world and see what's going on in that drama While still technically being in Star Wars, yeah. But it's
1: sometimes you go to a buffet and there's people who love grabbing all the chicken fingers or something, and you want to go. Do you go to buffets? No, I haven't been to in a while. (laughs) That's what I was gonna say. Um, but but other people like you know the mac and cheese or something, and it's that's what this kind of thing is. Like I I -hmm. dig that there's a lot of people who love this and they clearly do because they keep making them. Uh, it's just not really for me. I haven't I've tried and I just like. I have a hard time focusing. I don't know if I have some undiagnosed problem or something, but like, this is the type of thing where I'll read it. And then I was thinking about something else and then I have to go back and read it again. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to absorb for me, even on the audiobook level as good as, you know, like a Mark Thompson is. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's whatever. I'm glad they're making throns. I'm glad that Timothy Zahn is, is well employed and well paid, I guess. But, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Thrawn fans because I was at, at New York Comic Con when they first announced the return of Thrawn via books, and people went nuts. And I think that's really cool that there's a pocket of fans who who love them. So, and there's stuff I love that people don't like too. So we get how that works, and I think that's all. I think that's all good. It's just uh, I'm probably not going to be the one to go to for takes on that, you know. So,
0: so, so you would say for you, Thrawn is a swing and a myth. Speaking of the myth, a little bit of more beyond. Of you a both yawn, make but... a
2: face. You both make a face when you think of something, and you just sit there with this face of smugness of I've smugness. got it. I'm wait. Yeah, a little smug. Yeah,
0: smugness. Getting getting ready yeah. to put the other one down, sort of thing. Yeah.
2: no, not even put it down. Just smug of like, yeah, that's right. I have a good joke. Well, and you both I mean, sit there. Well, well I who... mean,
0: a more like got him kind of thing. Like I got gotcha, you. Who like go-
2: a, who yeah. who gets
1: ready to tell a joke, being like. This is gonna be terrible.
2: <laughs> you should think that.
1: Oh really? Cause last I checked, <laughs> I'm the dad joke king.
0: Well,
2: speaking of you what people
0: think. speaking of what people think, uh Lacey, do you have any thoughts on the excerpt and Thrawn in general in this book?
2: What well now I feel bad after that whole little joke bit. Uh <laughs> I have nothing to add to the story.
1: Because...
2: Oh. Uh, I'm in the same boat as John of I've never really gotten into this. I'm really pumped, as always, for people to get with their, you know, this goes for the High Republic, too. Like, every time I see something get announced for the High Republic and people go crazy and they get so excited, I'm pumped for them. Um, And I hope that when they see me get excited about stuff that maybe they're not the craziest about, they feel the same way. It's like if you win, we all kind of win because we're all getting yeah. pieces of the Star Wars galaxy that we really enjoy. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with him in live action. I know, James, you're the probably the person I talk to most that's the most excited for Thrawn to show up. So mm-hmm. I'm partially excited to see what they do with Thrawn, but then I would say majority excited to see what your reaction is to him showing up.
0: I well, I have a question for you guys. It like this is unprecedented. Lucasfilm's not going to do this, but like, say they they took this trilogy and they said, "We really like the stories. We just know sure. nobody read it, right?" Mm. We, so what we want to do is we want to recreate this story in a different medium. You what had said you, you wanted
2: a series, right?
0: Well, no. What I'm what I'm proposing is, what do you think it would take for you guys to like watch it? Like, what, would they just would they have to be like YouTube shorts or like maybe in a cool animation? Or would they have to be like an animated series? Would you get into it at that point? Or would they have to go uh, Disney Plus TV series? Or would they have to go full movie? Like what would get you interested in this story? Like at what level?
1: I I wouldn't want to see anything with this guy as the main central character.
0: Anything? Nope. They told you the new trilogy was actually Thrawn based? Oh, you Please wouldn't stop. go see those movies? No,
2: I would be a little disappointed only because we've what? said this before. Here's why, James. Because every time they announce something like that, it means something else is not happening. So when I see Oathron, I know, but you guys are
0: saying you're not going to see it.
2: Oh, I would watch it. I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it. I'm just saying I wouldn't be like pumped about yeah, it. Yes.
0: So, so that's the level that would get you. Probably in. live action. You would go watch either TV or that... movie. Yes. Oh, okay. T- I'm excited TV live to see. Like I said, I'm excited level. to see him okay. in
1: live action, but he's going to be a supporting character, and I think that's fine. No,
0: no, no. I I get that. I, I'm. Yeah. I was just trying to see, like, we, we have the story going on over here, and it maybe it doesn't feel very Star Warsy. But what what's the level that it would take for you guys to be like, all right, I, right. I'm, I'm in. I'm going to yeah, take yeah. part in the meeting. It, it that would be way to
1: easier to absorb it in a in a visual format than reading it. That's for sure for me. Yeah. Um, or, like, but...
0: a, v- a video game, for instance, if they wanted to retell it in a video game. Maybe. No. I don't know. Anyway, it's something to think. Uh, yeah. I- I'm just saying it's something to think about. We could
2: I mean, talk about this with some of these the face, stories,
0: but, you know. Yeah. Oh, my
2: God. The Thrawn books oh honestly make me feel a little dumb. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I read them and I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on.
0: Mm hmm yeah they're 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 difficult i i've had a couple other experiences with other star wars books why are you ones... laughing
2: john what did you he, just you, think of
0: because you missed the blue did in the miss... face we could talk about it till we're blue in the face.
2: oh Ugh. <laughs> i thought you were making fun of me calling myself dumb i'm like i'm allowed to call no, myself dumb. No. you can't laugh at me calling me
0: no 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 um but always fun experiments to to think about, you know, some of the comic books or something, like what would it take, what level would it would it take before I could be invested? I thought that was an right. interesting take on these types of stories mm-hmm. that maybe we don't get into as much. Um, but that is it for the Resistance Report this week. Uh, we, it was not a lot of news this week, but we managed to have some good discussion, I think, about what was available there. So we do have a couple other sections in the show, and I'm gonna let Lacey take us on to the next one.
2: All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. Uh, You can follow us here on YouTube. If you're watching this video, hello. Uh, Subscribe, like the video, comment. Uh, Ring the bell for notifications. You can follow us on any of the audio platforms that we're on. We really like Spotify as well, that you can just follow us there. That'd be great. Uh, On Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. If you want more than that, uh, including extra weekly videos, polls, mailings etc. You can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you get to support the show and what we're doing here and what we plan to do in the future with all the craziness that's going to happen. I mean, we know that they have 11 series in the works, so it's going to get a little crazy. But um, more than anything, you just support what we're doing and our dream of talking about Star Wars and making really cool content for you. Um, so this is the part of the show that we let our generals and Spice Runners take part. We ask them a question. They give us an answer. But before we do that, uh, I'm going to thank those people. So there's quite a few. So I'm going to try to breathe through this. Uh, so thank you to our generals. Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass. Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Chorlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Joey Mayfield, Stewart, Nathan Shank, and Val Goff. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Thank you. And <sighs> to our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, who we just did our Spice Run with on awesome. Patreon, which was super Woo! fun.
0: Yeah, it was a great conversation. Can- Go check it out.
2: Yeah, who claims he can eat 20 Taco Bell tacos in one sitting. <laughs> Bold claim. Bold claim. <laughs> he also said he ate uh, 10
1: hamburgers. Yeah, yeah, he did.
2: I'm impressed. Uh, Ryan Wara, Dave Horneck, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy. Thank you guys so much. And speaking of Thomas Hennessy, I am so excited. He's getting his first try at the right. Patreon pod race. Um, I was so excited because there's been a couple of weeks where we're, he's been working like crazy, which mm-hmm. I'm so happy that he gets to finally take part. So his question was, what character, character, or characters that has not already been revealed to appear in Andor would you be happy to see make an appearance in the series? So Thomas, take it away.
3: Andor is one of my most anticipated live action Star Wars series getting ready to come out. I absolutely love Rogue One. I absolutely love Diego Luna playing Cassian Andor, and I thought that he was one of the more like fascinating and interesting parts of that uh, movie, and I wanted to see more. And so they've delivered. We're going to get it next year. Uh, and some of the characters we might see uh, that haven't been talked about yet, uh, what about somebody from Solo? Andor being a spy has to hang out in less than reputable places. He could run into smugglers like Han, gamblers like Lando, or gangsters like Kira. Uh, it's certainly possible. Uh, and then on the other side of things, it uh, might be interesting to run into somebody like Agent Callis, uh, Rebel, uh, Rebel Intelligence versus ISB. Uh, seems like a, a good fit there. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm super excited for it. And uh, thanks for having me on. And thank you so much for all the amazing, great Star Wars content you guys put out. I love you guys. Thanks.
2: Well done, Thomas. First of all, you have a very charming voice. Very charming. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, John, what'd you think?
1: Do I
0: have a charming voice?
2: I don't know, Thomas had a very nice voice.
0: <laughs> Even if you did like twice a week, like multiple times it's, it's mm-hmm. too much. Um at some point. Thomas.
1: <laughs> first of all, production quality through the roof. I felt oh, like I was yeah. watching a documentary. Depth exit. of field. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great job there. Uh do you do that type of thing for a living or something? But anyway. <laughs> um I, I liked your answer. Um don't do this to me though. With the Han and Chewy stuff, man. Like, come on. Don't, because then I'm going to be like, oh, wait, maybe they will. But so I don't know about that, <laughs> but I did like some of your other picks. Um, you know, Callus. that's interesting. I had never really thought about that. That could be cool. Um, you know, the whole spy element of it. Um, I thought you were going to say like maybe Enfys Nest when you said people from Solo, but you said like Lando and Kira and, you know, with the, the rising of Kira and, and what's going on with uh, Crimson Dawn that is interesting so I don't know you you definitely threw me some curveballs but I'm I'm happy to hear how much you love Diego Luna's Cassian Andor because I feel like everything Mm -hmm. that's been going around with the hype for Book of Boba Fett Kenobi and stuff uh, Andor's laying in the weeds a little bit and we've talked about that a bit on the on the podcast I know James has brought that up a couple times so I like that you're so jacked up for this series and you being excited for it amped up my excitement a little bit more so thank you for that and most importantly thank you for all your support man you're the man great job look forward mm-hmm. to the next one and of course seeing the chats and all that stuff appreciate
3: it
0: james yeah no 100 percent. um the the I, like i love the answer of callus agent callus showing up that to me i opened me up i'd never thought of that i never thought of it as a possibility i watched um, james
2: watch your pod race and yeah he lit up when you said that <laughs> yeah
0: i was like that's crazy if they went that route because you know at that era too it would be kind of a flashback into the callus that Re- rebel started with when he was you know bad basically um i i i really am kind of hoping that that even happens now but that's that's the thing with like Cassian for instance um the same as Ahsoka like when you're getting those rebels characters or we're getting getting those kind of as we just discussed a minute ago like lower tier characters being brought up to live action that stuff is really exciting for the people who were there the whole time so to see a live action version of when we saw Ahsoka that was great now to when we see a live action Agent Callus in the Cassian show which is a character that we already love like oh man just so pumped up for that um very excited so yeah great pod race um again with the production value it was good (laughs) i love that and uh yeah it was awesome man So, so glad you're a spice runner that's awesome
2: thomas i'm so happy that we finally got to sync up to do this i was i was so pumped that you were able to do it this week um again your voice is amazing uh that being said (laughs) i'm super pumped about the solo stuff i would love to see it and it's funny john brought up Nest because again yeah that's the first thing i think a lot of us thought is when they announced casting we're like oh we could see Nest again but you've brought up a lot of people that i think why not why couldn't they show up that'd be really really cool um but yeah thanks for supporting us it means a lot to us uh and you're welcome to come back anytime with your high quality video footage. <laughs> and now we're going to go to John.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, I know we have uh, maybe a couple of minutes, but um, just, you know, I want to get your your guys' thoughts on the, because we, you know, Book of Boba Fett's coming soon and there's they're constantly hammering that idea that it's the season 2.5 thing for, for the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So I'm just very curious how much further down the line we're going to... Reconnect with Din Djar- Djarin, uh, in terms of time, like, because they're clearly not going to pick up right after the end of season two. Is it going to be, you know, like real life? They do sometimes where it's like, oh, we took two years to bring it back. Then it's going to be two years in the show, or could they? What met what? They could push it even further if they wanted to. Uh, If they want to do some more first order tie in stuff that they seem to be flirting with, um, which is a lot of these, you know, the the clone questions about, you know, what are they doing? And uh, all the assumptions that it has to do with, you know, Palpatine's plans and stuff like that. So I'm just curious what you guys think. You know, the Mandalorian is filming now, which is cool. Season three coming next year. Do you guys think it's going to be a huge leap in time? I'm going
2: to let James go first on this one.
0: I think um, a year. Yeah. I think they'll they'll go the one-year route. Um, Do you think they'll establish I, that?
1: Or through story, let us know via certain elements? Do you think they'll say, like, a year, one year later? Like, they didn't solo three years later?
0: Um, I, like, day one, like, when we start up the episode, it'll be, like, one year later. Now, I, I think they're going to market it, and they're going to say... Uh, we're picking up with these characters, you know, a year after the events of uh, seeing Luke Skywalker, you know, and, and Grogu being gone. Mm. Um, and I think uh, what they'll probably do is they'll pr- try to reintroduce this in the first couple episodes to what the character has been doing in the meantime, what he is either returned to like bounty hunting or what he knows or what he has set his future to be is, you know, now that I'm not trying to save Goku, Grogu, I, but I've turned into a different person. So I need a new life, uh, career or whatever, you know, and they'll introduce us to that. But through those events, new things will happen. He'll be called to a new adventure or whatever. Um, but I think they're going to establish that some time has passed. Yes. I don't, I don't think it's pick up like season three, episode one. And they're like, back on the ship, now what? (laughs) You know, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I, you know, it's funny, we talked I feel like a couple weeks ago about Kenobi and how they would end that series, and John, I know you had said they were going to flash forward to kind of give that Alec Guinness type thing. I think this series, Book of Boba Fett, could have that at the end of this to then tie into that. Like, and it could be as simple as they flash forward to you know Boba Fett traveling, and then he walks into a certain cantina, and there's into Jaren, And it kind of sets up that mm-hmm. where he is, how long it's been without having to go through a whole like previously on the Mandalorian.
1: Oh wow. That's a- I
2: think that's an easy way to do it.
1: Do you think how how much would fans flip out like Boba Fett fans flip out if the end of the book of Boba Fett ends with the Mandalorian killing Boba Fett? <sighs>
2: oh my god. I <laughs> I don't know if they're going to do that. I think I that think John Favreau loves the character too mm-hmm. much. Yeah, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't think they will either, but it's just like Boba Fett yeah. always gets punked out. <laughs> so.
2: He falls back the- into another Sarlacc pit. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, the first time it didn't get him, but the second time. <laughs> <laughs> like-
0: Round two. The, the only thing that I think throws a little bit of a wrench into my theory is the fact that he did end up with the. Darksaber. I don't I don't know how you just like sheed that thing up and go into bartending for a year. Unless you know? he buries but it
1: somewhere or something, like for that reason. That,
2: yeah. Throws it over I, his shoulder, Luke Skywalker style, oh. buries it like Ray. Yeah. The
0: the only thing I mean <laughs> there is some sort of precedent for that in, in, in Rebels when you know Kanan's asking about the Darksaber. Uh, Sabine must be very happy to see that. Yeah, you wouldn't know it if you asked her she She hasn't mentioned it since she gave it to me yeah uh, she doesn't want she almost doesn't want anything to do with it, so I very much could see um not very much, but I think it's possible that they could go the route of him putting the thing away and it just sitting as like this relic until he decides it's time for him to pick it up
1: right yeah i yeah, I could see him because he clearly didn't want it uh mm-hmm. and he got it by just a matter of circumstance so i could see him totally burying that thing away somewhere and um who knows you know i don't know how <laughs> in his
0: closet somewhere yeah security right. deposit box yeah exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> um all right so i mean that's all i got i was just kind of curious about where you guys stood with that mm-hmm. And you know we're yeah. we're gonna find out uh soon enough where boba book of boba fett takes us um but we know for sure that it is sort of a stopgap in between um but uh, holds its own merit as well, of course. Uh, But that takes us to the end of the show. So uh, we want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Uh, Like Lacey said, make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you prefer because our podcast is twice a week and it's free. So just pick your platform and go for it. Uh, Make sure you're also going to starwarsnewsnet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, All the stories we cover, we always uh, grab from our site. So, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at Star Wars News Net, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. We just put out an episode on the old Aladdin from 1992. And uh, next time we're doing Happy Gilmore. so should be a fun one. Uh, James, welcome back again. Uh, where can people tell you how much they missed you?
0: Yeah, um, you can do that on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks if you want to hit me up there. Uh, used Instagram more than I regularly do recently, posting a bunch of pictures of Bennett with Mickey and other such things like that. It's a lot and, of fun.
1: And don't press the button.
0: I do not press that button.
1: That's like your new event. We're going to have to talk about this a little more. Uh, <laughs> the event.
0: L- Lacey.
2: Guys, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, and, and we didn't talk about it here because uh, it just all the details are somewhere else. So, uh HasCon, yeah. Hasbro PostCon happened Friday, Saturday. Talked about it uh via starwarsnewsnet.com. So, if you want the full mm-hmm. rundown of what happened and what's to come, head over there. Um yeah, it was cool. It was a fun event.
1: Yeah. Um toys. Got to love them. Um yeah, toys. <laughs> Thursday uh we're getting closer to halloween so we're gonna get a little spooky here on the resistance broadcast and uh you'll see what we mean uh, especially if you're watching on video on thursday but uh, spooky
2: vibes yeah so yeah. yeah
1: we're gonna we're gonna intertwine halloween a little bit into our uh star wars discussions but until then enjoy your weeks uh and we'll see you next time right here on trb see you around kids